What's up, guys? This is Corey, and I just wanted to let you know about a brand new podcast from the Gig Podcasting Network. It's called the RPO Podcast. The RPO Podcast breaks down all things NFL. Listen to Corey, not me, another Corey, Alex and Cody from the Get Rip Podcast talk about all things NFL. Not only will they talk about the playoffs, who's in, who's out, who has the best prospects for making a run, but they're going to talk about who you should probably sit on your fantasy team and that guy you should get off the scrap heap. So listen to the RPO Podcast anywhere where you hear podcasts. What's up, guys? This is Corey and Alex, and we're here with the Stretch 4 Podcast. We got Alex and Cody from the Get Rip Podcast and the RPO Podcast in the house. And we talking Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets going to the 76ers. So let's get into it. What you got to say about my squad now, Alex? <laughs> what you got to say about my squad now? All right, for starters, everybody, I want to let y'all know I expected nothing less going into this show today. Uh, I knew he was going to come with a lot of energy. He was going to be very excited. Show that same energy, yeah. son. Yeah, show that was, same energy, son. He was going to be very excited. And um, I take it to be the opposite of how Jimmy Butler is going to go into the <laughs> locker room this year. When he's with uh, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and uh, Markel Fultz. Um, but seriously, on a serious note, they got a dog. Uh, Jimmy Butler, he's been a player I've been watching for the past few years now. And I absolutely just I love what he brings to teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you all heard the report with uh, Tyus Jones, where Tyus Jones went to go see his brother play while they were out in um, a LA. Jet. Yeah. And he uh, chartered him a jet. So, you know, that just goes to show the type of guy Jimmy Butler is that doesn't get put in the news, that doesn't get published a lot. Um, but I, I'm going to go ahead and we'll talk a little bit more about it, but I want to get other players, uh, I mean, other people's uh, opinions. So, what here. you think about my team, Cody? <clears throat> what does this mean for Boston, Cody? Full disclosure, I'm a Boston fan. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say I'm still not worried Because as long as Ben Simmons is on that team They're not beating Boston <laughs> <laughs> Word, word, okay, okay, okay. Because it, But I, I do wonder Because you know Andrew Wiggins and, and KAT they, they, Do they not Seem kind of lazy Yeah, they're lazy So if, when a player has a whole Off season to work on one thing and it comes back and does not show that one thing at all mm. does that mean he worked on it mm. well let me say this so there was two things mm. that Ben Simmons really went to the offseason to work on mm-hmm. um, one was document his jumper not so much stretching out to the three point line but just taking a mid range from the elbow type jumper he got a better thing, chance of making those than anywhere outside hope, of that. Yeah, but the <laughs> other thing that he was asked to work on was, and this is what the coach wanted him to work on. He said, I want you to be a top 10 defender in this league. Mm-hmm. If you look at Ben Simmons' defensive numbers, he's one of the top defenders in this league. His blocks are way up from last year. His steals are way up from last year. His rebounding is up from last year. His assists are about the same. His points are about the same. So, And he's actually taking those jumpers. So, my man, um, Alex just about to die over here. But, um, but he's, taking, he's taking those jumpers. 
And that's something he wouldn't even do last year. He's made a couple, but he's taking them, and that's the thing. First, you got to take them and see some get you know get his confidence up. Okay, I think you'll see him take more as the season goes on. So I tell you what, before we get any more in depth, let's go ahead and hear what uh, Alex has to say uh, on the Jimmy Butler trade. Was that a big splash for you? Did you think that it was something that was? Uh, it's going to put Philadelphia over the top. What do you think? Buckets. Um, I think it's definitely buckets. a great addition, but over the top, no. Okay. I, I I don't see it happening. I still put my money on Boston coming out the East. Okay. I like it. I like well, it. let me ask you this. All right. And, and here's the thing. Because it was so funny that this happened. I was watching the Charlotte game, the Sixers-Charlotte game. I was watching too. And the Sixers were up by 21 in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And little by little... Charlotte just came back. And it wasn't it the only reason why I saw that they were coming back was because they didn't have a guy that could come in, hold the ball for 20 seconds, take an elbow jumper and make that shot. Mm-hmm. And go back and forth. Cuz if you're up 21, you'll trade 3 for 2. You ain't hitting 21 three-pointers. And from the third quarter for the rest of the game. So you'll trade 3 for 2. But you need somebody to make that too. Yeah. And when Embiid was on the bench resting, they couldn't make it. When um um and then that's what I saw in uh what you call Fultz was I mean I'm not Fultz, I'm Reddick was off. So that's what I saw as issue. And I remember I turned to my wife and I was like, they need a guy like Jimmy Butler. I don't know if Jimmy Butler is the guy for them. Mm-hmm. Um, because the issues I always have a concern with is how does he fit in the locker room? But the next day, I told a friend of mine the exact same thing. I said, they need a guy like Jimmy Butler, but again, I don't know if Jimmy Butler's for them. And then when I heard the deal, I was like, and I heard that Embiid and Simmons cleared it, then I was like, okay, we got our guy because Butler is that guy. He is a three-point shooter, but he's not a three-point weapon. He can, He's mid-range, can drive, and to me, he traded in a lazy cat and a lazy Wiggins for two guys who work hard. Like, you, you're not going to say Ben Simmons. Like, the one thing that you can't say about Embiid is that he's going to disappear in a big game. He's going to make his, himself known. Another thing you can't say about... Another thing that you can't say about um, Ben Simmons is, even though he had that horrific game against Boston during the playoffs, he was still active in that game. It wasn't like he was wigging, sitting there out in the corner like, ah, I'm not in this place, so I'm just going to sit down like this. So I look at it in the sense of you got a great player who demanded greatness from his teammates and wasn't getting it and became a malcontent because of it, coming to a team where they had that same fire. Man, we got guys that we created. You think about it. We created Robert Covington. He wasn't drafted. He came from Middle Tennessee State, you know, and and was first team all defense last year. We created guys like um, like T.J. McConnell. T.J. McConnell, LeBron James last year when the, um, when the Cavs were falling apart said, yeah, we need yeah, a guy like T.J. McConnell. They wanted T.J. Like they were trying to get T.J. McConnell as a trade piece. So some you, you think about it. You got a guy who you created. You shipped him out. And I love the homie Dario Saric, but you weren't going to be able to give him a $17 million contract. No. He, and he's and, not worth that anyway. Exactly. Exactly. And because he's only effective on one side of the ball. so And so, to me, you ended up doing that, and you get Jimmy Butler, and you still got, I think they said if they give Jimmy Butler his um, deal, 
and TJ McConnell his deal, they still got twenty one million under the cap next year. So, and, and I mean, you know, obviously you just named a lot of upside for them as far as this trade. I don't think that we focus any any amount at all on what's happened to that team overall. Uh, it's a team that was a pretty solid team on the Eastern Conference last year, and they did well with the pieces that they had. Um, and you just went and you traded for a guy who's an all-star a uh, guy who's proven in this league that you know he can be up there with some of those top guys, uh, who, who's who's a good player. But the thing that I, I the problem that I have with the trade is, um, and I don't want to say problem because, like I said, it's still a good move for them. But they gave up a lot in a sense. No, now, no, well, no, no. You got to hear me out on it. it. It doesn't sound like it when you say those names, but you gave up one of the top three and D players in the league, uh, Robert Covington. Last year, he shot uh, an amazing amount uh, from three. And this year, you know, he was on pace and he was, you know, he's really worked on his jumper a lot. And also Dario Sarge. So you gave up two two guys who can knock down those three-pointers for you and who can live without the ball. So Secondly, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. because of that, you also lost some depth on that end because you traded two for one, right? And now, although Jimmy Butler is a – he's going to give you 20 a game – uh, he's still also a guy who's going to hold the ball. What I like to see is what you, you, at, at certain periods. Mm-hmm. But it's noted that Jimmy Butler is the man. That's and right noted. now on this team, on this team, we need him to be the man. To an extent. No, on this team right now, we need him to be the man. But he's not, but that's the thing, right? Jimmy Butler for the past four years has been the number one option. For the past four years, he's been a number one option. I mean, he came into a team with a guy who was supposed to be the franchise player, and he took over that role in Carl Anthony Towns. They drafted Carl Anthony Towns to be the face of the franchise. Yeah, true. And yet, Jimmy Butler came onto the team. But because they of brought him has. there to set that culture. So, like, I look at this. All right, like you mentioned Covington. Yeah, but when you set in a culture, that's different. Setting a culture and being a number one guy are two completely different things. True, and they they brought him in to set set the culture, but did it work? You don't think you can do both? Well, so here's here's what I'm getting at. Ben Simmons, as much as people say, oh, you know, he he doesn't mind passing the ball, he doesn't. But he also holds the ball a lot, and a lot of what they get when you watch these Philadelphia games are great spacing. But you know what? There's a time period now where your best three point shooter. And another three-point shooter that you have on that team no longer exists. So that's a lineup that's gone with Covington no, and Sarge. No, 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 no. Your best three-point shooter is JJ. So that's oh, your and, okay. And, and so, so here's yes. what's going to happen. So here's what's going to happen. So you lose Covington. Now here's the thing that I, that was my fool's goal for last year. Last year, Covington for the first 25 games of the seasons had identical stats to Clay Thompson. Right? At the end of the year, wasn't that. Sure. Because his shooting fell off a cliff. But the problem was is that he he's not his shot selection was such that 
His if you look at his um his statistics, he led the league in spot up threes. Yeah. Meaning somebody drives, dishes it to him, yeah. and shoots. By the end of the year, Robert Covington was trying to take guys off the dribble and shooting um layback three pointers, and they were just bad shots. But there was a reason for that. No, no, no. Because no. you had two guys who couldn't shoot the ball at all. But here's year. the problem. And you still have two but guys see, that can't the shoot problem. the ball at all. What is um Covington's issue? Covington can't drive. That has been his issue since he's come in the league. They said, I mean, that's something he's still working on. So basically, you traded in a good defensive player who can shoot threes occasionally. He has that he's going to be he's going to be at the um, league average or a little bit higher. He'll be above and, league average. And, and last year he was at. He'll be above league. Average. So he was at or above the league average and and on um, threes, and he was going to give you twelve to thirteen points a game. Where last year, I mean, and you gave up Dario Saric, who was going to be at about 12 to 13 points a game. And plays no defense. And now what you're going to get is, you get a guy who's averaging 25 points a game. So he's making up your points. He's at or above league average for threes. And he's a defensive guy. So, okay. And, and he can successfully stick a Kawhi Leonard and be successful and, and be successful against them. Now Covington's a good defender. I would never take that away from Covington, but Covington also picks up some stupid fouls when he knows his job is to stick to the best defensive player on the court. Yeah. Like you can't pick up dumb fouls on a, a loose ball foul trying to get a free throw rebound when you already got three fouls and your responsibility is the toughest guy on the court. Yeah, and, and so really just traded him for Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler's going to do the exact exact same thing. Jimmy Butler, he's going to hustle every play. It doesn't matter what's going on in the game. That's how he is. Um, but I think we covered that pretty well. What I want to ask you is, based off of this trade, where it puts Philly in your mind? So before this, I would honestly say that I had the – and I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna pull so up the standings currently. The standings too. currently. I think we're at like six. No, I think we're at fifth. I think we because of our loss yesterday, where we fell up to fell behind Boston. But I had so the teams are above us: Boston, uh, which I honestly think. We're, so let's see. We got the Raptors. I think the Raptors come down to earth. Hmm. And when I say hmm. come down to earth, I think they're still gonna win 55 games. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to go on our current pace of losing five. I mean, <laughs> they're going to come down to earth. Um, I think the Bucks are going to come down to earth because one thing it sees, I see with the Bucks, I see that Hawk. I see this all the issues that we had with that sixty win Hawks team. You see it with the Bucks, whereas like against good teams, they're they're not going to be as good as you think. To an extent, now what I'm and we're we're not really focusing on so much the other teams. What I'm going to say is the difference between that Hawks team. And his Milwaukee team is that you actually have a guy that can command, but he can't shoot. No, he can't. It's but amazing. Look how at, people talk about Ben Simmons not being able to shoot, and Giannis cannot hit this. Um, I mean, he's, well, it's but not so is Ben getting to his spot. No. Well, no, it's, but, it's but different. Here's the it's difference. Different. Here's the Giannis difference. can shoot ben from mid range. Here's the difference. He can't shoot the three. Ben drives to dish. Giannis drives and will do that stretch out dunk. And it's effective. But here's the thing, though: is there different players looking to accomplish different things? But, but either way, Ben, if he gets, you can't stop Giannis from getting to his spot, and you can't stop Ben no, from getting to his. But spot. But that's the thing, right? Yeah. That's the thing, and here's the thing: is that with Giannis, it's not that it's not he it's not that he can't shoot. He can't shoot the three. He can knock down the mid range. He's good from three feet. That's where Ben Simmons struggle is past three feet. 
Ben can Ben has that little turnaround and he has that little hook shot. And and out of three feet, he's ineffective. If you can get him away from the, the a layup at the rim, you're good. I say the Sixers get to the three seed. I'll be real with you. The three seed. Okay, so you got so you got what the Raptors? What were they last year? We the were Celtics. The, last year we were the three seed. So you don't think y'all improve? No, we're gonna. I mean, I mean we're gonna I, improve. But the thing is, yeah, the teams that were ahead of us, look what they got. So the two teams that. Um, or ahead of us right now. One got Kawhi, and the other one got um, got Gordon and um, Kyrie back. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. And last year we won fifty something games, and yeah. you kind of see that yeah. that's where we're going to yeah. be this yeah. year too. I mean, yeah. so, I, I, my but, thing but, is, but do you for think... me, improvement is playoff improvement. Okay, so now yeah. what I need yeah. to hear. Yeah. So now what I oh yeah, playoff improvement is going to be big for them, and I think having Jimmy Butler helps. I don't think that having Jimmy Butler for the playoffs is anything that you're um, super excited about because he doesn't have that experience. Jimmy Butler's been in, I think, uh, one. I don't know if, from what I can remember, maybe one or two playoffs. He wasn't in that one against the Sixers when uh, which guy got hurt? Who? When um, Rose got hurt? um, Yeah, he was the one in the Sixers. Well, he was. He might have been, but yeah, but he wasn't. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about 15 minutes a game. Other than that, he doesn't have playoff experience. But do you think it's because you know the dynamic? We got the one last year. I mean, two years ago when he was um, with um, Dwayne Wade was there. Yeah, that's the only one. Yeah, that's the only one I'm talking about. I'm not not including his rookie season because he didn't play his rookie season. That's pseudo Boston. He wasn't. He wasn't good his rookie season. He worked a lot. So I'm giving him one playoff. Series and, and that's all that we know him for right now. And I'm not, I don't, can't think of the numbers right now. But it's Jimmy Butler. I'm sure it wasn't. But here's the thing. Embiid and Embiid actually, I think he said this was his first off season since like his sec. I mean, since college, where he actually had an off season where he was healthy. And so I think the issue, the big issue that you saw with Embiid during the Boston series last year was. He was out of shape. Mm-hmm. He had, well, a he had came back from being out for seventeen games, and so he was winded. So his conditioning was all off. But yeah. also, it's just the fact that he does he didn't have the grind of the whole season. I think you're going to see a much better Embiid where he has better conditioning. Plus, what what Jimmy Butler's used to and what De- Jimmy Butler demands from him, they're going to all want to go to that next level. I think and call me crazy, call me crazy. Yeah. I think Jimmy Butler pays dividends for Mark Fultz. And the only reason why I say it is, and here's the thing, Mark Fultz's Washington game is a lot like Jimmy Butler's. Just the only difference is that Mark Fultz in Washington was a volume three-pointer, I mean three-point shooter, where Jimmy Butler wasn't. So and Jimmy and the biggest thing where I think Jimmy Butler helps Markel Fultz is on the defensive side of the ball, which Markel Fultz is taking a, a huge jump this year on defense. And that's that's good and dandy, but until he can hit a shot in this league, dude, his defense. I could. I mean, look, I, what I'm y'all telling you, act like a like a, a jumper from the elbow is different than a dunk in the lane. Like y'all are asking him to master an inefficient shot anyway. No, it's, it's just it's it's that's not the thing. This is what we're comparing Markel Fultz to is Markel Fultz. He's shooting like we're not comparing three. 
Shooting what? 32% from three, which is 4% less than the league average. How many has he taken? Huh? How many has he taken? I think it's like eight or nine. Okay, so we're talking about eight or nine. Come on, man. Less than the league average. Come on, man. Yeah. We can't do that. But this is what I'm telling you. This is the thing about Markel Fultz. The reason that we have this conversation about Markel Fultz is not because we're comparing him to Clay Thompson. And look, and that's fine and 27th dandy. 27th career game. That's fine and dandy. Yes, I, think we're, look, I think we're running a little bit ahead. But look, this is what, what I want to know. Is this his 27th career game? I understand that. What do you all expect from a guy yeah. 27 um, games in? And that, this is his second season with an injury. Team, how many games has he played? How Landry many Shamit? shots does he make? Shamit is... Um, well, look, here's the thing. And that's and I understand that. <clears throat> did he but, have a stroke in his arm or, or did he no, go to the Philadelphia No, the, the thing diag- where they just yeah. hold out their No, the doc- no, the diagnosis arm. is mm-hmm. the fact that it was the equivalent of like a sh- of the equivalent of a stroke in his arm. But he still hurt. And he's, huh? He still hurt. Drew Hanlon, his trainer came out on Twitter and was responding to a guy's tweet. I'm not tweet. responding to anything on Twitter. Twitter's a dumpster fire. Understand. Drew Hanlon, you have to realize, Drew Hanlon, if Markel Fultz goes out there and can't shoot hard, I mean, shoot terribly, Drew Hanlon doesn't have a lot of clients next year. Because well, remember, he's Drew working Hanlon, with a lot of other guys. Long, talked about the greatness of what he was going to do to Markel Fultz. Yeah. And the problem is, if he doesn't, his success is what these guys do on the court. Sure. And so what the conversation is now is that, you know, Markel goes into the interview to respond to that. And he doesn't say that he's hurt. He's not. He doesn't say he's not hurt. So it's a situation Actually, he where he just says, "I haven't seen the, uh, I haven't seen what he said." That's it. And but the thing is, if he's hurt, my thing is, if he's not playing good, it would be good for the team to say he's hurt. Even if he's not, if he's not actually hurt, and he's just not playing good. The fact that the team was like, "We don't know what this guy's talking about." Because Drew Hanlon doesn't have day to day with him anymore. No, he doesn't. So how do you know whether he's hurt? I guess as his trainer, when, you when look at the, the form. When did the injury occur? Huh? When did the injury happen? He got hurt. His first injury happened during summer league, and then he came back for like, um, then he came back for like six games. I mean, he came back for six games, and he played six games to start the season, mm-hmm. and then it still wasn't getting any better. So, um, it wasn't getting any better. So he um, turned around and they. You know, they put him out for the rest of, just about the rest of the season. So, I, I But he still got the speed that you, you drafted him about. He still got the speed. Yeah. And you still got you still got now the one thing that you got that he wasn't in Washington is a defensive player. And his defense has gotten dramatically better. Man, look, and I have no problem with all that. But what we're talking about as a number one pick who was drafted for his scoring, his defense, no one cares. Trust me, they're not. Look, the, the coaches and, and well, the no, GM aren't no, wait, going wait, into. Wait, 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 they're not going into meetings like, "Oh my gosh, Markel no, Fultz defense." Wait a minute, wait we're a so minute. happy we drafted him number one for this defensive ability. <laughs> no, Man, you but know that's not happening. But here's the thing: they already know what he is, and what he's probably going to be going forward. And they just and they just um um what's one called optioned all of his um his deal. So they know what he's going forward, and they optioned him. So clearly, they know what he's going to be. And they know that he's going to be more of a defensive guy and a uh, what you call a guy, a defensive guy and a a defensive guy and a um um and a um drive yeah. driving guy. Yeah, which is something completely different than what they drafted him for. Okay, so you but, had to but the thing it. is, evaluate him as a player. Like that's the thing. Like the I whole thing that. is, you look, give the guy eighty-two games. I understand. Let me ask you a question though. Let me ask you a serious question, right? 82 games. I, look, I feel you. 
And by the end of this season, if he continues to play, if. If. It's a big if, and I think you know that. If he continues to play, and let's say he just plays average, with you all having a number one pick that year, do you draft Markel Fultz? You mean over... Well, he was the number one pick, so over if the entire go, draft class. No, if I go back in that situation that that was there, like here's the thing, and I think this is always revisionist. based off of what you know right now. Well, you it, it's but the thing is, if you look at it, there's always a revisionist history on why the Sixers draft the Mark. I mean, um, traded to get Markel Fultz at the time that we made that trade. Isaiah Thomas was still a Celtic. They were semi talking about extending Isaiah Thomas. No. No, but I'm just saying. But Ainge had had came out and said we're going to work something now. Now, granted, Ainge probably knew that he was going to trade him, but other yeah. GMs don't know that, and no one was really talking strong because everybody was making the same case. There's no way Ainge can trade Isaiah Thomas because he. Now we didn't know about his hit to the extent true, that true, they did, that so true. no one knew this stuff. And so when they made that deal, and then after they made the deal, they said. We're happy with the deal because we were going to get Tatum anyway. Yes. Now, that's where it, they, what they did is they made Philly look like they were idiots. They did. But the reality is they played their cards very close, and they were it was a savvy deal. Yeah. But in retrospect, the, everything about what was going on, everybody thought they were – Dude, um, Markel Fultz was posting jer- uh, pictures of himself in Boston Celtics jerseys. Yeah. Because everybody thought Boston was going to pick Markel Fultz, and the Sixers thought, okay, we got a point guard, True. we got Ben Simmons who can't shoot, who's going to be on ball. We need an off-ball guard who can shoot threes and buy him. Yep. Hey, Markel Fultz is out there. Let's get him. I I think they thought. So there's a revisionist history of oh, Boston just swindled it. All right. Out. So I agree with that. Now let's get back to the question. Knowing what you know now with that number one pick. Would you have drafted Markel Foles? There's a lot of guys that I wouldn't draft it. Like right now, out of that draft, there's what three guys who are standouts. The question: Spider Mitchell. I mean, right now we probably get Spider Mitchell because he fits into our offense. Okay, but at the same notion, so, he does. He, he does, and he doesn't. My thing is, you're trying to say, okay, can we take the results two years now? It's just like somebody going back to the Jordan draft and saying, why did Portland take Sam Bowie? Because Sam, because Portland had Clyde Drexler. Yeah, but no one. I mean, no one. They know now, but that's but, you, know, but you can't do that because it was based off your team's need. Understandable, but it's still it's based a question. off your team's need, it's not a, all off of what you you're doing five years later. Look, Dude, man. they needed Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie was one of the best college baseball um, basketball players in um, um in the not only in the country, but he was considered a talent of the decade with Kentucky, a powerhouse team. He dominated. Michael Jordan was a okay. If you need a shooting guard, he can shoot. No one saw Michael Jordan becoming Michael Jordan. So, I mean, let's be real. <laughs> Chicago saw it. No, hey, look. No, we go. <laughs> Chicago said, Chicago. Hey, look. No, come on. If Chicago saw it, don't you think they would have tried to trade up for him? No. Chicago was content to let Yo, one and two happen. Check this out, man. If you dumber than me, and I know you're not about to do what I'm about Chicago to do. Chicago was smart. Yeah. What are talking about? Chicago yeah. wasn't smart. They were awful. Hey, man, six championships. They They're awful. smart now. I'm yeah. talking about they were awful several years up to Jordan, and they were awful throughout that whole process. They said, we need a two-guard. 
Well, what process? They were terrible. They were awful as a front office for years. It wasn't until they cleared out that front office, and then they started getting, uh, what was it, Cupcheck came in there and started getting all those guys, uh, those sneak peeks like your Scotty Pippins playing for small universities. Yo. Here we go, man. Like, y'all are funny like, because y'all don't remember. <laughs> y'all were, were y'all even alive the years where oh we were God, sitting there calling Jordan a bus because he didn't have a championship? Bro, but they do Bro, that with everybody. Yeah. See, I was, they but, do that with everybody. Do you remember? No, they do that now. You got to realize. Then what were you doing before? <laughs> you got to do that. You got to realize that before, that before Michael Jordan, the last big superstar was, uh, what you call it, was Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson won his rookie year. We saw greatness happen right away. Larry Bird won okay, early. Yo. So two people spoiled y'all, basically. Huh? Two people spoiled y'all. No, but job. in each generation, guys, because there was the talent pool was so more dense that those guys, like those teams got good quick. So you had guys going to super teams. Like in that same draft, the Moses Malone 76ers with Dr. J drafted Charles Barkley fifth. Like that's like like if you look at that team now and you were on NBA 2K, that's a super team. Charles Barkley, Hall of Famer, Dr. J, Hall of Famer, Moses Malone, Hall of Famer. At and that this time, was, and this was what two years after they won a championship. I mean, you what? It was so much more. It was so much more dense. The amount of the um the the teams that were I mean the talent that was going to different teams that when a player like of Jordan's caliber that we all saw was talented couldn't win. It was like, I mean, he was getting his butt handed to him okay. by um, Detroit. All right. All right. So, let's get back to it. Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy Buckets. So, that puts y'all <laughs> third in the I think in it's third, Eastern but Conference. I think that so, I think it puts us third in record to end the, for the Eastern Conference. But I think, depending on how things fall, I think that we, I mean, I think that we'll be in the um, Eastern Conference Championship. Do y'all win? I mean, those. I mean, that's so hard to. That's so hey, look, man, look. I mean, I'm telling you this. You're, you're, bank, you're banking on health, eighty games away. I mean, I mean, come at me. Not me, man. I mean, 80, 80 90 games from now, you're asking me, or is everybody going to be healthy and playing to a certain level where you can't do? Well, that but you're you're basically. I mean, last year I would have never said. Last year I would have never said. But you're saying you're talking about health and stuff. How you gonna say y'all the third seed when y'all fifth right now? Because wait I think a minute. That, I what about health? I think well, that let's was, let's take health enough. out of it and consider yeah, the perfect about. storm. They get to where they need to be. What is your answer? So we're playing against so. It will probably be against Boston again. Mm-hmm. I think in a seven-game series, we could beat Boston. Okay. We're going to take that to the I, bank. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not saying we will, but I'm saying we could. We're going to take that to the bank. And so y'all take them seven games? Huh? Y'all take them seven games. Yeah, I think it'll be – well, I think it'll be a six, seven-game series. A six-game series? Six or seven-game series. And Celtics are the better team. Coming in, yeah. And y'all beat them in six. Six or seven, yeah. And, and, um, and I said we could beat them six or seven, yeah. In Philadelphia. Well, better team will have home court. Yeah, and so they will play Game Seven in Boston. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go on record. If it's a Game Seven in Boston, y'all not winning. I mean, you, you, like I said, it's projecting a lot, but yeah, I think that it can it can happen. But you know what? 
So y'all going to the finals. But but we can one thing we can be sure of, Boston was without two superstars, superstars, I two all stars last season. So I we know even I with injury, Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that, and that's what I'm saying. That it will be that it will be interesting to see that series. I'll be real with you. I don't think most of us want to see as much as I like watching Kawhi. I don't want to see uh, Raptors anybody really, because the Raptors to me, although they're good and they're deep. It's not in, like I like, not Kawhi, uh, I like Kawhi. You yeah. like one person for that team, like ooh Kawhi, and then the rest of the team, you're like meh. They're, it's just that they're not exciting, no. man. I like Ibaka. I don't. That's fine. But I like OG. It's Siakam. But look, right, man, yeah. this was right, this show is going long. We got our feelings out. This the way we normally talk about basketball. This is this is just us. So the fact that we're recording, that's just a blessing to everybody. But um. We're going to get up with y'all on the next one. Um, this one, probably be, um, as always, this podcast posts every Thursday. Um, so definitely check it out. Also, Alex and Cody, they got two podcasts going on right now. The Get Rip Podcast. Not only is it a podcast, but it's an experience. You can contact them on Get Rip Pod on Instagram. Also, they have another podcast for you football heads. This one I'm not so much a part of. It's called the RPO Podcast. If you know what that is, then you know what they're about to do. <laughs> so the RPO Podcast, check them out. That joint comes out every Friday. It leads leads you into the weekend. It's going to is Alex, Cody, and another Corey, not me. Um, and so we just going to keep it going and look out. We're going to be coming with the photography podcast it's with my man Alex Martin. And he's going to be telling y'all how to get those pictures right. It's uh, um, might be doing some stuff with Sean Hall, who you hear hear me talk about through Shutter Count. So we definitely want to keep it moving. We growing and definitely support the podcast. Look in the show notes. There's a link to support the podcast. If you can't support the podcast, do us a favor. Take your friend's phone. Open up the podcast app. <laughs> subscribe to the podcast. Let them know you got the hotness for them. But until the next one. Peace. Peace. Take it easy.